You are listening to the Obstructed View It Sucks podcast. Presented by Beyond the Monster. All right, welcome back. It's a brand new episode of the Obstructive View Red Sox podcast. Uh, we are uh, a day out from the Red Sox making some news. Um, we have a little bit of a uh, Black Monday out here in uh, New England. The Red Sox parted ways firing pitching coach Dave Bush and third base coach and infield coordinator Carlos Fables. Both those guys are gone. There's some other moves throughout the organization. Uh, we're going to touch upon that. First, we'll go around the horn, welcome in our co-host. Uh, Miggy is down in Texas, patiently waiting for the Texas Rangers to put away the Baltimore Orioles in a three-game sweeper. Four more outs, guys. We're four more outs away from the ALCS. Nasty Nate tonight. What was his final? Did anyone have his, his final stat line? Uh, it was nasty. It was nasty. Let's see. Nasty tonight. Yep. Seven five hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts, 98 pitches. Playoff Nate continuing, continuing to dominate, which kind of sucks, you know, a little bit because Red Sox fans are going to watch that and be bitter. And, He's dominating for the Texas Rangers. Um, Could have used him this year, but should have kept him in the eighth. Uh, different conversation for another day. Uh, we had Jamie. What's up, folks? We got baseball, hockey, all the sports news. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah, in addition, sports. To the, uh, addition to the Rangers game on TV, we also have the uh, NHL. Season uh, dropped its puck. Uh, Lightning played earlier. Who the Lightning play? Nashville. Yeah. The Predators. About that. But uh, Blackhawks and Penguins are playing right now. Connor Bedard scored. I'm sorry. Registered his first NHL point on an assist from former Bruin Ryan Donato. Um, A 2-1 game is a report right now. And then uh, in the other co-host chair today, so we don't have Steve. Steve's under the weather. Steve's not feeling well. Um, so we have one of our other writers, Matt, making his uh, podcasting debut with us. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, strong 415 Matt, how's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going great. Uh, as Jamie just said, got hockey going, got baseball, uh, basketball starting up in a few weeks, for those who are into that. So uh, great time to uh, record a Sox podcast. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, fill in for Steve here. Hope he gets better. So thanks for having me. We do have – oh, we got a goal here. We have a goal. Blackhawks score. Yeah, we do have uh, Celtics coming up. Did you guys see the uh, – did you guys see the picture online? Jalen Brown, shorts on backwards. Yeah, I mean, I was preseason friendly when you go through the motions, make sure the jersey, the pants are on right. It happens. You know, it's tough. We've been there. I've been there. For Boston sports on Sunday. Do you know what, Miggy? You don't. We don't. It's a positive podcast. We don't need the negativity. Okay. They should all wear their shorts backwards for their next game. Just out of <laughs> you know, 
if you want the distraction factor, you can be distracted for a couple of minutes. It's not a bad idea. Uh, so yeah, so moving on, um, Red Sox had a little bit of a black Monday, uh, moving on from a few of the coaches on Alex Cora's staff. Um, Dave Bush has been fired. He's no longer a pitching coach for the Red Sox. A lot of fans took to social media, uh, rejoicing, um, that he's going to be no longer the pitching coach. I look, I said it on Twitter and I, the dude wore out a path from the dugout to the mound this season. I, I've never seen, but then again, I never really paid attention that much like I did this year to it, but I've never seen a pitching coach just constantly out on the mound like Dave Bush was this year. Um, pitching was atrocious. Pitching wasn't great. Um, I think it was 21st in baseball for ERA. Um, yeah, there's some upside with some of the arms that the team has, but... And I also understand, too, that there were guys that were hurt, but pitching just wasn't pitching wasn't strong, and Dave Bush gets the axe. But it also kind of feels like the Red Sox are starting to transition with some pitching philosophies because he wasn't the only one that went. Paul Abbott with the, from the Woo Sox is not going to be back next year. Um, that I'm kind of bummed about. Paul's a, Paul was a really good... Um, Paul was a good guy. Um, got to meet him and talk with him a bunch of times down at Worcester this year. Um, definitely not, you know, he worked great with the, with the players. I, I didn't hear one bad thing from any of the players when they talked about Abbott, um, the other media members who were up there, just people in general around the team. So he's definitely gonna be someone that's gonna be missed there. Um, not sure what the, what the Sox going to do in that respect. Um, they also let go hitting coach or assistant hitting coach Mike Montville. A um, little bit of a surprise there because a lot of Woosox, you know, the from an offensive standpoint, the Woosox are pretty strong. But it's clear that they're preparing for this next, you know, general manager, head of baseball ops, whoever that might be, whether it's internal or external. Um, but from a pitching standpoint, there were some other people that went to some lower level coaches also were let go. Um, so we'll see. But first reaction, I'll start with Jamie. Um, are you well, actually in touch? Carlos Fables too gone, but are you disappointed by the moves? Are these the right moves? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, I feel like pitching was a big issue for them last year. The infield defense was atrocious. Um, some of those base throwing decisions also made you yell at the TV. Um, so I feel like it's good to see that, you know, they're not being complacent, um, and that kind of, they're addressing two areas that they really struggled in. Um, I feel like that also helps for whoever comes on, you know, take time's role. Um, cause I know prior to that person not being a pick, their manager isn't ideal, but at least they've shown that, you know, it's not all going to be the same staff. Um, and with the Red Sox are, it's kind of, you never like to see one see someone lose their jobs uh but to see them kind of address the fact that they were far from where they needed to be um that they need fresh voices in those regards you know is good to see it's better sweet because fedless was there for a while but you needed to make changes in those areas to be a better baseball team yeah i mean the dave bush one i'm not like super surprised about because it really was something that needed to be done. Um, 
Fabulous I am though, because you know, last week when Cora had his press conference, first off, he mentioned that he didn't envision any sort of changes. We'll get into that in a minute, but um super close to Fabulous. So I don't think Cora made that decision. Someone else did. Curious as to who made the decision. I'm curious if it was, you know, if it was the ownership group, you know what I mean, that said, like, look, we were one of the worst defensive baseball teams and like <laughs> he's got to go um so little surprised by fables considering that core was out saying like he's going to work at the manual valdez um you know devers things like that was fables him him being fired should he just been reassigned do you think i don't know i'm 50 i mean i would have that move would have surprised me. I kind of agree with you. I'm more surprised by the firing. Um, I was kind of expecting maybe him to be reassigned just with how long he's been with the organization. Um, so I guess kind of that aspect of it is what stood out to me the most about the whole situation. Matt, what, what, what's your thoughts on the, the two moves? Yeah, I mean, I think Dave Bush, obviously, I can't say we are surprised. It felt like every time... Bush went out there on a mound visit. He made things worse somehow. Obviously, it's ultimately up to the pitchers to execute uh, the game plan, but didn't see whatever messages were, uh, he put out there weren't getting across or weren't being uh, effective. So I'm not surprised by that, but I thought Fabulous was the second biggest move, obviously, after Heim, because uh, I just think it speaks to an overall philosophical change. Uh, we all know Cora has power probably more than your average manager. He's working side-by-side side or picking the next front office leader. And for him to mention Fabulous by name on the press conference and say, yeah, I don't think there'll be any changes or I don't think there needs to be changes. Um, yeah, I, whether it was, as you said, ownership, maybe Eddie Romero stepped in. It was like, yeah, no, like, hey, you'll be our manager and you're going to have a lot of sway. But, like, yeah, there's going to be things you're you're going to have to budge on. Um, so I'd be curious to see who made that move as well. But I think the development of uh, Raphael Devers in terms of defense or the lack of development was was the ultimate cause of it. Um, I mean, he just clearly took a step backwards this year somehow. I think a lot of that was Trevor Story not being there. Uh, we did see some some improvement, a little more stability once he got back. But uh, it kind of scared me when he said, oh, yeah, we're going to – have payless works with work with Valdez this summer. I'm like, or this winter. It's like, yeah. Well, he hasn't done much with Devers, and granted, again, it's up to the players to execute. But uh, yeah, I was a little surprised by Fabulous, especially after Cora named him. It seemed to be like, okay, they must have already agreed he'll be back. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Yeah, you know, speaking of Devers, um, I was on the Pesky podcast. They did their year end. Um, awards and grades and stuff, and um, this was obviously before the coaches being let go. But one of the questions was like to grade Rafael Devers this season, and I actually graded him as a C plus. I thought his season in full totality was a C plus. You just paid him that massive contract, which effectively he'll start to make that that big time money this year. Um, is it over, Maggie? Not yet. Bottom of the eight, seven, one, one out. 
So uh, I was like, Miggy's, Miggy's way too calm for it to be over. No. So Devers is going to, he starts, he's going to start to get that money from that contract. That's number one. Number two, we all know offensively what Rafael Devers is going to give you. So he, his batting average improved as the season went on. He started out really, really, you know, he struggled, hit homers, driven in runs. I think the Devers does need someone who can protect him in that lineup. They need to get a right-handed bat to put with him. Look, you go out and get Otani or you go out and get Soto. I'm not going to be broken up by that. And if that's going to be your, you know, your punch right there, that's fine. But I just thought that defensively, you are the leader now of the Boston Red Sox. You were the face of that franchise in the organization. And there was just a lot of times in the field, he just seemed disinterested. Now, granted, it's hard to want to be interested in something when your team is getting their head kicked in. The front office isn't investing in you. They're not adding any other pitching at the deadline. So I understand to an extent, but you're still the leader of the Boston Red Sox. You're still being paid. You're the highest paid player on that team. So I grade him as a C plus specifically mainly because of how bad he was defensively. He's 26, going to be 27. It's not time to put him at DH. I don't care about the, well, David Ortiz was a DH 27. They're not the same player. David Ortiz and Rafael Devers is not the same player. They're not the same hitter. It's just, they're not the same yet. So you, that's like apples to orange. Like it's, it's, I, I don't even want to make, I don't even want to go down that road, but at the end of the day, Carlos Fabley said a responsibility to get his his fielders ready. Kike Hernandez was a dumpster fire. Tristan Costa struggled defensively at times. They talked a lot about what Costas needed to work on. Well, at the end of the day, it was the coaching staff that was really the problem. And these players, and we'll see though next year. We'll we'll truly see ultimately what's what. But um <laughs> Who do, you, who do you guys think makes the biggest jump next year? The Red Sox defense or the Red Sox pitching? Granted, of course, you're going to bring in bigger names pitching. Got to go hand in hand. I, it, it has to go hand in hand. It can't just be – you can't have the pitching, in my opinion, take a leap and then your defense still, you know, take a back seat. Because I don't care who you have out there on the mound. You can go out and sign Yamamoto. You can bring in Montgomery. You can – you know, maybe get a lesser piece to be like a number three and then roll with the guys you have with Bayo and the rest of them. If the guys behind you can't field, you're not going anywhere. If you're giving extra outs, walking batters, they gave extra outs this year. You're in, when you're giving up extra outs by letting guys get on base. So in my opinion, they need, in my opinion, they have to go hand in hand. Yeah. I concur. It also depends on who they bring in too. If you bring in, I know we're gonna get into get into it later, but um, you know, bringing in two studs, you know, offense is gonna help a lot. But it depends if they bring guys who pitch to contact, guys who just blow it, blow it by batters. It kind of depends on the roster. But like Chris said, if they're gonna be successful, you need to catch the baseball, not throw it into left fielder into the fifth row of first baseline. So. Yeah. I mean, and the thing too is like, it's going to be super hard to speculate on who the Red Sox are even going to hire when it comes from a pitching coach standpoint, when it comes to the third base coach or whatever else that they're going to do with this coaching staff really feels as if like, you're going to have to wait for the general manager, CBO, 
whatever title acronym you want to throw on that that's when i think all that's going to ultimately go down so people trying to like speculate and surmise i just that's i think it's fruitless to do so so um but those are big moves it's 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 the beginning of that change this red sox team desperately needs the next change is going to be who's in the front office and then what direction they go to this winter 